Swore the bagger, you heard me? Go Money Circle. You are now tuned into the Music Impulse. All right, y'all. It's your boy Smiles, and we back for another episode of the Music Impulse, powered by the Uncool Urban Podcast. And we back for another special episode. If y'all heard my episode last week with Lil Jew made the beat, appreciate y'all for listening and everything. If you have not heard the episode yet, check it out. You know what I'm saying? Lil Jew made the beat, producer for Meg the Stallion. You know, a nice new episode I just dropped. So check that out if y'all haven't. But for my next episode, I got an amazing, talented, multifaceted like person that's in here. Doing her thing out here in the, in the, in the Dallas streets. Uh, she's currently on air at one of my jobs, if y'all have heard. She's as a, a, a newscaster for 1080 KRLD AM. I wanted to talk to her because we're, we're multicultural, we're, we're, we're minorities, and, and she's a millennial just like me, so I thought it would be cool to talk to her and all that. So I'd like to introduce Kristen Diaz. So how are you doing today, ma'am? Whoop, whoop. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Happy to be here. I'm excited. Yeah. I was like a little nervous. <laughs> Why are you nervous? <laughs> I know. You were like, you know, you do this all the time. I don't know. Being on the air, on the radio, was already kind of uh, graduating into a new era of my life, and now, now podcasts. So this this is, this is nice. Yeah, I was like, I know I heard you on another podcast before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been on a couple, so don't yeah. worry. I can't even remember all the names, to oh, be with, quite with, honest. With, and I was with, the one that was on them. With, <laughs> yeah, with, uh, with, 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 my, with T and Mike. Oh, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, because they were on one of my episodes last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was actually my first Dallas podcast that was ever on. And oh. that was such a treat because um, I kind of came with uh, Star Music as a kind of a... a friend uh, being in the background you know I was like not supposed to be on it and then I think they just kind of brought me in so I, I was like awesome you know this is cool yes yeah, uh, shout out to uh, Mike and T Mike is probably one of my favorite like follows on social media like everything he posts is pretty much funny and then I love their little daughter their little daughter's like yes. cute I haven't met her but um, I'm so glad that T decided to Finally post some pictures of her on social media because I know she was trying to like, you know, not sure about putting pictures of her baby online. And I totally respect that. But she's adorable. So she deserves camera time. She's so cute. Yeah, because uh, when I had them on, that's when I found out because I was like, oh, I'm just used to fo- seeing y'all on social media and following y'all on social media. So when she, I was like, oh, she was like, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah, she, she made it seem so cool. She, she's awesome. Yeah, so yeah, they're, they're super dope. They're super cool. But um, we're gonna get started. So, how's like quarantine and everything been for you with with work and like adjusting to like the Dallas life and all that? So, how's this been for you with you know, quarantine? You know, with quarantine, I think it, it's kind of weird because I don't feel like I'm experiencing it like everyone else is. I feel like when I look online and even commercials on TV that are trying to relate to people who are working from home. I haven't quite had that experience. Um, I actually started working at News Radio 1080 KRLD right before the pandemic yep, hit, yep. like three weeks before. I remember, oh, was like, that the, close. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, it was in February, and um, and everything shut down in March. <laughs> so it went really, really quickly. So I I was kind of getting back into the groove of things of being back in a big city. I'm originally from Houston, from Houston, grew up in Dallas, and um, for the past ten years, I've been almost 10 years, just shy of 10 years, uh, in the Coastal Bend down in Corpus Christi. So coming back to DFW was like such a culture shock again because (laughs) it was a shock going into Corpus Christi when I first moved there after college. And then coming back here, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, everything's so fast-paced. Yeah. Um, but I don't, that was short-lived. That experience was short-lived because then everything shut down and then it was like slow again. Um, so my experience with quarantine has been me adjusting to my, my new normal. You know, to me, there was nothing different about it. I was just barely getting into a new job. So I did, hadn't quite created my routine yet. Yeah. So everything has been, for the most part, just living Every day, like waking up, going to work, I've still became, I'm still going into the studio. You know, so I haven't had to be at home. But maybe one week <laughs> of the entire experience, I think the most um, different my my experience has been is that like my co-anchor, he was gone for yeah. several weeks. And so being kind of the new kid, mm-hmm. st- still learning, you know, how everything goes at the station and not having my partner in crime there. Yeah, was the more experienced yeah, one. Yeah, it was it, that was the biggest difference, yeah. you know, was knowing like, OK, he's not here. 
I've got to learn quick yeah. and pick up the pace. But um, everyone, everyone has made it so easy. I mean, they've been just so generous with, and kind with offering help. I mean, asking me or, or even sending me messages. Um, one of our coworkers one day sent me a, the most nicest email ever just saying, hey, keep it up. Like, you're doing a great job. I'm so glad you're part of the team. Like, awesome. it was just so nice. And I was like, gosh, I love this. Like, who does this? Um, yeah, I got, actually got one from someone the other day uh, when um, our boss emailed about uh, the conventions and when I replied and somebody was like, oh, wow, Josh, I haven't seen your name like pop up like, hope you're doing well. It's, I haven't seen you in so long. I was seriously, like, I was like, oh, that's people amazing. People in that building are so nice. And I mean, like, I've been there now. I'm knocking on wood because like, you just never know. There might be somebody who's having a bad day, but like literally it's been it's been six months now that I've been there at that station, and everyone is so nice. Yeah, really, I'm really enjoying it. So my quarantine time has really been, for the most part, I'm just learning my new normal. There really hasn't been anything that has been completely shifted because I was brand new to the job. Yeah, because I know when people say, "So I live in I'm like, I'm still going to work every day. So yeah, it's exactly. really no different. I, mean, I wear a mask now when I come to the station. I mean, the mask, the extra hand sanitizer. I feel like sanitizer has gotten. Hand sanitizer has gotten way worse since the pandemic. Like, I yeah. never remember it smelling so bad. <laughs> yeah, like, it literally smells like alcohol. And I'm like, this is not pure I grew up on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think that's changed. I mean, these are minor things that have changed in my life. I, I did move into an apartment during the middle of quarantine back in May. Mm. That was an unusual experience, again, outside of my work life. Yeah. That was weird because I could not see the apartment um, I was not allowed to do a walkthrough. So <laughs> I just, pictures and video, and they said, do you like it? Sign here. And everything oh. was through through emails. I mean, I signed, signed it, scanned it, sent it back. And I must say, though, the best feeling was when I opened the door into my new apartment. I walked in, and it was way better than what I thought I was <laughs> signing up for. And I already thought I had something pretty good. But walking into the apartment for the first time was such a good feeling. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, wow, not seeing your apartment at all before. Yeah, I signed the lease, but I've not seen it or stepped into it or even seen, like, a model. And it's really life. scary because at this point, I mean, I work in the news, so I've heard now so many terrible experiences of people who have been scammed by renters and whatnot. Yeah. So, you know, that's... Um, thank God that I didn't have this situation. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, also, another experience I wanted to ask you about, because I, I did some some browsing through your social media. Yeah. You, you spent some time overseas while you were in college. Tell me about that. L- L- London was? Yes. Yes. yes I went to London um, for a summer, and uh, it was between my junior and senior year. It was the best experience ever. Um, I think it's not something that I always aspire to be able to do. Um I will say my dad's in the in the military, or okay. he's retired now. He's a Marine. Okay. Um, he's traveled the world. He loves to travel. And um, my mom is from a small little town outside of Houston. Didn't travel at all, you know, <laughs> and until she met my father. And then they loved to go abroad or wherever. Actually, I think London might have been the first time my mom had ever gone overseas. No, I take that back. I take that back. In any case, going overseas was not like a big thing. We kind of just stayed Caribbeans, cruises, you know, let's travel the U.S. Um, So it was a huge thing for me to be able to take that opportunity. Um, I was a radio, TV, and film major at the University of North Texas. Mm -hmm. And so part of our program uh, offered a summer abroad in London to study with the University of London um, British Media. It was phenomenal. I mean, it was so cool. I, I will say that just for one, I mean, I, I don't even know. I think there was maybe th- two other, you know, uh, one other Hispanic guy, maybe one black guy there. Mm-hmm. I mean, three minorities maybe in that entire trip. Oh, wow. That to me, it, you know, it was a huge privilege, you know, to be there. Um, it, it was a huge privilege. The fact that I got to kind of taking all the culture i think that's one thing that i loved about that trip yeah every day it was like a field trip every day we woke up everyone had their own homes their families that they stayed with right we're international students so we had a host family oh yeah the host families i think and um the host families were all over 
the city of London. So it wasn't like just one whole neighborhood. Yeah. So every morning we would all wake up in our respective homes and then find our way to I was the like, university. Yeah, you got to learn the city and everything. Yes. You know, I would, t- you know, the red double decker buses. Like yeah. I would take that to school every day. It was oh, so wow. much fun. I would take the city bus into, um, into the city, into the, where the university was. We would have class for like four hours, you know, like eight to noon inside the classroom. And then, afternoon we'd have lunch mm-hmm. and it was so cool because like our professors would be like let's go to the pub <laughs> <laughs> i didn't drink at the time I actually turned 21 on the trip uh-huh. that was an, another really cool thing um yeah. perk of having a summer birthday yeah. <laughs> i was that i was able to turn 21 there but it really didn't matter because everybody there's no drinking age there yeah. so <laughs> everyone was drinking anyways but um the second half of the day was basically a tour of BBC, a tour of Bloomberg, a oh, tour wow. of um, the Penny Theater. I mean, it was just absolutely amazing going to museums and just learning about how the media there started out as plays. You know, people talking about, you know, the things going on in their communities. They started off as plays. And then from there, people started writing newspapers. And from there, you know, started having TV shows. And then we actually got to go to, like, a, a late-night show and a game show. Uh-huh. So we could see, like, the satire and everything and, and the British humor. It was phenomenal. It was it was such an amazing trip. And I'm so thankful, shout-out to my mom and dad, that they made that happen for me. I mean, it's just an amazing privilege. That, that is amazing. Do you still keep in contact with anybody that's, like, Still went on the trip or anything or like know what they're doing in Yeah. So the people who I went on the trip, you know, thank God for social media because yeah. I'm terrible with keeping in contact with people. I mean, I love you. It's not because I don't want to keep in contact. I'm just really poor at it. So thankfully Facebook has kept us all connected. I see them every now and then. You know, I think one girl, she's already got like a huge family of her own and another guy he's like started his own business and so it's pretty cool to see you know everybody kind of flourish from there and it seems like every now and then somebody might repost a picture of that trip because (laughs) everyone was so impacted in their own way of being able to do that and go on that trip that it's it's fun to see all their pictures and I actually have an old laptop that I have not gotten rid of because all of my London pictures are on that laptop and I have yet to take it off of there and I've been waiting for these Apple stores to open so I can go take it over there. Yeah, I, was like, I have a, uh, an external hard drive I'm waiting for them to like move over because I have a regular HP laptop now and I'm like, but the external hard drive it's on is an Apple Mac hard drive and I, yeah. need, and I need y'all to put it on my regular computer hard drive now. Absolutely. I had my stuff at my my parents' house and then I was living in Corpus. So now that I moved back and my parents kind of dumped me, here's all your childhood stuff. And I was like, oh, my laptop, I got to get these pictures (laughs) off. And I I haven't done it yet. So yeah. And I I also saw that your mom worked in radio or something. You said like a general manager or something? You did some digging, digging. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, No, my mom, um, my mom did work in radio and in television, behind the scenes. My mom is, um, she's amazing. She was a, I think a radio TV film or maybe radio TV, I forget what her actual degree was, but back in, uh, at U of H. And um, when she left there, she kind of got into uh, TV sales. Mm -hmm. And so she was always in sales. She was like, I'm from a small town. I'm not trying to stay in a small town. I'm trying to make some money. (laughs) And they said, sales is where you need to go. And so she always loved, you know, think, you know, thought maybe one day I'll be in front of the camera. And, you know, um, it just wasn't the avenue that she took, but she would always tell me the story. She was like, you know, I um, I started getting into sales and I just saw endless opportunities. So from English television, she went to Spanish television for Telemundo in the 80s and uh, was the general sales manager there. Then she went in Houston to Super Tejano 108. And I have some of my youngest memories in Telemundo and and Super Tejano, um, where she was the general manager of that Tejano radio station. Yes, I saw one of the pictures was with Selena. Yes. So some of the photos that I've posted, especially, you know, because I know that the people who follow me from Corpus Christi would really relate to it. But um, I've posted pictures of when my mom was there because um, when I was a little girl, that's all I wanted to be. I wanted to be just like Selena. And I remember some of my youngest you know, memories of being there 
walking through the halls of the radio <laughs> station and you know my mom having to you know do a phone call a conference call or something and she would ask the djs like on a saturday if she was there working on a weekend like, can you watch hey Christian can you watch Christian? Kristen? and i remember having to sit in the studio and hated it like i never aspired to be in television and radio it's so yeah. funny as much as i was around it growing up that's what i was going to ask you i didn't know if that was like that was why you wanted to do like news and tv and all that stuff absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not i um i you know like for example being in that radio station i had to be quiet i remember picking on the um the foam on the walls, you know, the soundproof that they yeah. put, you know, put the foams. I remember picking at that and always like pretending like I was Selena singing on the mic. And they'd always have shh, Kristen, we're on, the, we're on the air. When the light turns on, you can't talk. Um, so from there, we moved to, that's why we moved to Dallas. After my mom was at that radio station, we moved here because she started working for Univision, Channel okay. 23. And then while she was working here, they acquired um, Telefutura which I think has changed the name once again. I don't quite remember what it is now. It might be Unimas or something like that. But um, so my whole <laughs> my whole life I've been around television radio. Um, when we came to Dallas and my mom started working in Spanish TV um, as, the, as the general manager and vice president, you know, there's so many weekends that mm. we went downtown to the Univision building. You can see it right off of 45 yeah. uh, there downtown. And, um, and I'd be so bored. My mom would be like, okay, look, we were right. That building is right next to the Plaza of Americas. Uh-huh. And way back when it's not there anymore, there used to be a huge ice skating rink inside of it. Oh, wow. And on the weekends of my mom, my mom was always working double time. You know, she was there early in the morning, last one to leave and coming on the weekends. And she would give me a big old stack of papers, sometimes bigger than me. And she was like, shred all these papers. I'll give you $7. So she'd teach me how to work. And I'm like, oh, okay. $7 was how much it cost for me to rent out a pair of skates uh, for an hour at the ice skating rink. It's like, okay, if so, I get these papers done, I can go ice skating. Yes. So that's what, and I, but sometimes I would, you know, sneak my way into the, you know, the TV studio and the lights would be off and it'd be so cold in there. <laughs> so cold, as we all know now, you know, it's because yeah. of the equipment, but back then I didn't understand. Yeah. And, um, you know, you play pretend every now and then but it wasn't again it wasn't anything i wanted to do i was trying to go to that skating rink <laughs> that's the only reason why i was trying to go to work with my mom so i could go to the skating rink i loved to dance i loved to dance and perform and to sing like i said i wanted to be like selena even though i cannot sing mm-hmm. <laughs> but those are the things that that i enjoyed being in front of the camera in that sense um and things kind of just have evolved oh wow so what what made you want to choose that as your Major um, or whatever in, in college. So, uh, so I danced my whole life since since the age of four. My mom had me in ballet, jazz, tap. Um, I danced flamenco for a while. I modern, uh, just a whole repertoire of of dances. When I you know growing up here, I lived in Coppell for a while. The Ballet Academy of Texas is there. Okay. Um, Back in 2000, they created the Ballet Ensemble of Texas. So it was a pre-performing dance company, uh, 5013C. Um, they allowed us to perform at local festivals. Well, one year, I was in the company, and I was getting ready for a performance. My dream, again, you know, when you're 14, 15, you start pretty much auditioning for ballet or professional dance companies. Um, by the age of 17, it's kind of like when people graduate, that's when they start going to these professional dance companies. Um, I was 14 years old. That's where I was aspiring to do. I was getting ready for this festival, which I was hoping to be seen. And, you know, maybe one of these dance companies might pick me up in the next couple of years. And I tore my ACL. Oh. And for me, it was like, that's it. You know, nobody's going to want a dancer. Yeah, no one's going to want a dancer you know, broken bones and broken ligaments and, you know, got injuries, you know, and so... Um, it's going to take you months to heal. With an yeah, and, and I healed really quickly, but, you know, God always has something bigger, you know, and I was 14 years old. I was a freshman in high school, and um, all it did was, thankfully, my parents were always very hard on me when it came to school. It was like, you're on the AB honor roll or there's no dance. So I always had really <laughs> great grades, always. Um it just kind of catapulted me into really 
trying other things at school. Mm-hmm. I like to stay busy. I was never one to be at home and doing nothing. I was in the dance studio. And I came, I came home, changed, went to the dance studio. I was there until 9, 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this case, when I, after I tore my ACL, I recovered. And then I got into debate. Okay. And um, I loved it. I, I did really, really well. Um, have a couple of uh, trophies at home. Okay. <laughs> Not to brag. Go <laughs> 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 Hebron High School uh, debate team. Shout out. Uh, yeah. So I really got into debate, and that really opened up my eyes about current events. Being the fact that my mom was always in television at that t- at that point, uh-huh. we always had Univision on. So uh-huh. I was always watching Primer Impacto, which is you know a, a new show. I was always watching the five six. And 10 o'clock news with my, with my family in Spanish. And then we were, my mom was always watching the competition and seeing oh, what yeah. they had out. So news was always on in my house. Um, learning about how to speak publicly, um, how to form an argument, how mm-hmm. to look at both sides of the issue um, when it comes to debating. Mm-hmm. I think that's what really kind of started to spark my interest. And by my senior year, um, I had already taken like pre-AP and AP classes and I had tested for them for college credit. There was no dual credit at the time, mm-hmm. but I was already ahead on all of my courses. So they were like, well, you can graduate by December. And I didn't want to do that. I was like, <laughs> I want to graduate with my friends. And they're like, well, you got to do something so you can pick an extra and elective. So uh, Dale Jackson Career Center, which I don't believe exists anymore, but it was in Louisville ISD. Okay. Um, I went over there and... Uh, they gave me a tour. You could learn how to do auto mechanics. You could learn how to be cosmetologist. You could learn how to, um, you know, do paralegal stuff. And then they walked me into this room where there was like a stage and like professional cameras and lighting. And I was like, Ooh, like, what is this? Yeah. Automatically I'm thinking performance. I'm like, I want to create my own show. It's, it's the, the, just again, the innate, um, sense for me to just want to create, create contact. And, um, they said, Oh, this is, uh, the media, media tech room where we teach you how to, you know, record, how to write a script, how to, um, edit. And I said, that would be awesome. I want to take this. So I can't remember if I took it for two semesters or one anymore, but um, Dale Ruska, who's also at uh, North Lake College, he was my professor, and I absolutely loved it. And from there, that's where I started learning kind of like the production side of everything. Okay. And I said, I want to keep learning or keep doing this. And they said, if you want to stay local, the best school to do that at is the University of North Texas. Okay. And that's where I ended up. Wow, that's, that's crazy. So... Uh, you, you do all that. You go to Corpus Christi. Um, then how do you make the transition from, or how's the transition been from working in TV for like 10 years to here yeah, working in radio? So how's that been for you? You know, I kind of dipped my toes into radio a little bit um, at the University of North Texas being a TV, radio, um, and film major. Um, part of my time there at UNT, I worked at KNTU 88.1. Mm-hmm. And I um, worked as a DJ in the afternoon, ironically. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I worked the afternoon shift. It was three to six at the time. We also had a show called The Late Edition, and that was our school newscast on the radio. Mm-hmm. And I anchored that. Oh, wow. Oh. So um, that was my you first exposure. Busy, yeah. yeah, that was my, oh, yeah, I worked three jobs through college. I, I, <laughs> staying busy is my middle name. And now I feel like I'm doing nothing because of quarantine. <laughs> but yeah, I, I did that. And, um, I wasn't sure. I was also working at the television station there on campus, and I wasn't quite sure what I was going to do. And then I kind of realized that I was kind of gravitating more towards television. Um, graduated college, went to went to Corpus Christi where I was working in television, and um, that contract ended. And I said, you know, instead of extending my contract and kind of staying here, I felt like I had already done everything under the sun there. I'd been a reporter. I'd been a weather anchor. I'd been a news anchor. I mean, I hadn't done sports. Maybe I'd do do that. But at that point, I felt like everything that I wanted to do, I had done in Corpus. So great. If I want to stay in television, I want to be in a bigger market or try something new. And I came home uh, over the holidays and uh, saw that there was an opening at KRLD. I had lis- I had been listening to KRLD since I was a kid. <laughs> I'll ne- and a matter of fact, I was thinking about this the other day. 
my, our neighbors, when we live in, in Coppell, when I had first moved here in the 90s uh, to Dallas, my neighbors would sometimes babysit me or whatnot. And uh-huh. they had they had a daughter who was just a year older than me. And I remember we did like everything. We would go to the state fair together. We'd go to all of her soccer games on Saturday mornings. And her parents listened to KRLD all the time. And I remember wow. as a kid being like, this is so boring. Can <laughs> we put on, you know, the Kiss FM? I want to yeah. listen to Britney Spears. <laughs> you know, whatever it was yeah. in the, at the time in the 90s. But, uh, and it's funny how, like, it's full circle. And now I'm an adult. And I'm not only listening again to KRLD, but I'm working there. You're like, and I used to think this was so boring. Yeah. And now I work for them. <laughs> I know. So I, hopefully I'm not making it boring if people are listening. <laughs> you're going to tell your, your younger self you're going to yeah, regret it. Exactly, right? Yeah. What would you tell yourself so many years ago? That is actually exactly what I would say. Don't think that it's boring. You're going to be working there one day. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, for from looking at your your social media and everything, I, I love how you you love your culture and you you, you very express how that. Hey, I'm Latin um, and and everything. So, can you just, like tell like the listeners and what, like what does it mean to like make sure that you represent your your Latin culture and and everything? Absolutely. Yeah. So anyone who's who's um, you know listening and, and doesn't know, um, I am half Cuban, half Mexican American. My mom is uh, Mexican, Mexican American. She, um, she's from, you know, uh, the Houston area. And as, as far as we can trace back, you know, my grandmother's heritage, it's always been in the Texas region. I mean, people have to know their history, right? Mm-hmm. Texas used to be Mexico. So there's a lot of lineage there um, on my family on my mother's side. Um, and then on my father's side, my dad is actually from Cuba. Uh, okay. My dad is from Regla Cuba. And he came to uh, America when he was nine years old. Oh, wow. um, they moved him to Chicago. There was a refugee camp there. And then when that became overflowing, they moved everybody down to Miami. And that's where we see little Havana now. Um, but that's where my dad grew up, was in Miami. So, you know, I have kind of... I, I like to say the best of both worlds. I have um, the Mexican-American culture, which is so strong here in the United States. And then I also have some Caribbean culture, um, which, you know, I love as, just as much. You know, I, I think it's great because, like, I know a lot about, you know, tortillas and rice and beans, but then I also know plantains and rice and beans, you know. So it's, a, it's a huge mix. Um, growing up Hispanic, it was... I mean, it's the backbone of uh, of my being, you know, just uh, from coming home and listening to Hispanic, you know, Spanish music and uh, my mom, you know, working in, in Spanish television. And, um, you know, there's just to me, it was just it's just everything. I, I love the movie Selena, where there's that line where you have to be more Mexican than the Mexican yeah. and more American than the Americans. And it's exhausting. You know, it's it's a such a huge quote in that movie that completely i think summarizes the exist the, the experience of of hispanics in the united states you know we know how to speak two languages or at least we understand the other language even if we don't speak it unfortunately like everything if you don't continue to teach the next generation it's, yeah. you're going to lose it but um i'm thankful that my parents you know made sure that i knew how to speak spanish um, you know, I know how to dance, <laughs> salsa, merengue, bachata, whatever it is you want, you know, and I love and I love that about our culture. I, you know, I willingly listen to Spanish music. I mean, and then now we have reggaeton. So that's a huge new wave now. Mm-hmm. But we didn't have reggaeton, you know, like when we were growing up. So we had to listen to mom and dad's music. <laughs> so, I, you know, and so knowing their music, knowing our music, um, I think it's just so important that we continue to share that with others. Um, ab- absolutely. I mean, I'm super proud to be Latina. Um, it's funny. I, I, I just, anytime I can throw in a word or whatever it is yeah. to share with my coworkers or my friends, or they know, you know, like if I say, Hey Chica, I remember I was working with a girl. She did not know what Chica meant. She thought I was calling her something. And I was like, she was from California somewhere. And I don't know where, she, where exactly she grew up. But it was somewhere on the West coast. And she was like, what are you saying? And I'm like, I'm saying, hey, girl. And she was like, what? Oh, okay. I thought you were saying something else. I'm like, no. Like, so teaching that to other people, I think it's super important. Yeah, that's that's good. That's real. Uh, also, like with 
working, I know since we, we work for a news station and everything, and I know uh, people know like kind of one of the terms is like if it bleeds, it leads and everything. And then like with quarantine and then like all the racial stuff and then like just the other day with like um, Chadwick Boseman dying and then just yeah. life in general. Like for me, uh, I, I've had to learn like, yeah, just working for a news station is, is stressful in, in general. Like uh, one of the things that happened to me maybe it had, you know, it had to be more than four years because I've been at KRD for four years. It was maybe like might might have been just about four years ago. Uh, I remember one time because I used to work for BAP and Cliff, and I remember just one day like a coworker telling me about how like she was going through a divorce and having a bad time, and then going to work and then hearing like all these news stories about all stuff was going on. And I was I remember I had a panic attack at work, oh, <laughs> and I was I remember so calling sorry. my mom and she's like, Josh calm down like yeah you can't just let all that stuff just she's like you can't just take everybody's emotions and all that yeah. so basically I, i've learned like you know you got to have an outlet to like release all the stress or whatever so for you like working in news and you have to like search for the stories and everything and as, as well as read the stories what do you like to do like outside of work or whatever just kind of just just de-stress yourself just not even just from work but just from life and everything absolutely first and foremost i'm so sorry that you've gone through that I- I completely relate. I have had one or two panic attacks, um, and they're not fun. So I'm so sorry you've dealt with that because uh, it's a real thing. I think sometimes when we say I had a panic attack, sometimes it's used loosely where people at some point will think, oh, you're just stressing. Like, it's no big deal. No, panic attacks are a real thing. And and so I'm sorry you've gone through that. Yeah, because I remember just crying. And I was like, Mom, I was like, I can't stop crying. But she was like, like, did something happen to you? I was like, nothing bad happened to me. Absolutely. It's just I'm just tired of hearing all this negative news all day. It's an out-of-body experience. It is completely stress taking over your emotions, your mobility, you know, your rationality. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I, the first time I ever had a panic attack, I was driving actually. Um, and I remember got by the God, by God's grace, we, I pulled over safely and I, I was on the freeway. Oh. I was actually, I was actually in Dallas. I was coming down, uh, where Dallas traffic can be 35E, <laughs> yeah, 35E when it splits to loop 12 right there, that split. And it kind of like opens up and I, I don't know how I pulled over, but, um, so to your question though, uh, yeah, news is absolutely stressful. And I mean, we also work with a lot of news. People can be very cynical. <laughs> news people can also sometimes be, um, you know, just because of what we do every day. Sometimes it just, you act like it just bounces off of you, but you don't realize that it doesn't. Yeah. Um, and you can try to deflect as much as you want. But if you don't deal with it, it things like a panic attack, it can happen. And it can happen out of nowhere. Yep. And uh, and you thinking that you've got it all all together because you just keep yep. deflecting, 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 and acting like it's fine. And then eventually your body will tell you, no, yes. it's, not, you're, it's not okay. You need to deal with this now. Um, the way that I deal with a lot of things, I think it's just to be outside. I really like nature. I love hiking or walking there's not like you know mountain climbing or that kind of hiking here but nature walks walking by water um if there's a lake like i'm trying to go oh yeah i saw you went like last week or some of that you you yeah yeah um i you know last week and i went literally on a whim like was not preparing (laughs) to go kayaking that day and with my best friend we we stumbled upon a kayak rental and and i said you down she was like Sure. I was like, really? She was like, yeah, let's do it. I'm like, okay, let's do it. You know what I mean? And boom, five minutes later, we're in a kayak. Um, I think that that's the beautiful thing about going out and just seeking adventure. You know, sometimes you just don't know what you're going to stumble upon. Um, I have a dog. I try to walk him, you know, a couple of days and uh, you know, a couple of minutes after my long days. Because just being outside and... I, sometimes I don't even put my headphones on. I'm just trying to be out, you yeah. know, in my own thoughts, just observing, you know, um, and, and just watching people, you know, sometimes just kind of detaching. Because yeah. sometimes I don't want to put my headphones on because, like, I don't want to listen to anything. I have yeah. headphones on for, six, you know, six hours or yeah. however many hours, you know, um, working at the radio station all the time. Like, I don't want anything on my well, ears, you yeah. know. I just want to, like, just zone out. Um, be in the moment. <laughs> yeah, be in the moment. Um, but so I love to walk. I love to do that. And, and sometimes um, just sit by my water. My parents um, 
had this really pretty pond that we lived across the street from for many, many years. And I had the, the front bedroom. So my window oversaw the little lake uh-huh. and just looking at the water and zoning out. But um, I think that's, that's really key. And just turning it off sometimes. You know, I, I, I told this to my co-anchor the other day. I was like, dude, I almost didn't come to work today. And he was like, really? I was like, I always come to work. You know, like, I just couldn't do it that day. Yeah. I think it was the day after Jacob Blake died. Oh, yeah. And um, I just woke up. You know, first thing I do is, because I have the later shift, I usually wake up later. <laughs> I'm yeah. not a normal early bird. Like, I just wake up without yeah. an alarm. I'm not that person. So I, the, I have to hurry up and get caught up before work. So I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at, you know, my news apps that I have. I'm looking at, you know, social media, all the social media, you know, you got Facebook, you got Instagram, you got Twitter, you got um, whatever, you yeah. know. And um, I just put the phone down. And uh, I looked at my boyfriend and I said, I can't do this today. Like, I just can't. I just can't do this yeah. today. Like, it's, I'm exhausted. You know, yeah. like, I wanted to just cry. I think seeing uh, later that day, like, Doc Rivers yeah. talking and just crying on that. Like, I felt for him. It, you know, I felt for him that that emotion again, it's like a panic attack. You yeah. just can't you can't handle it. You know, you, you can't you can't. I mean, even now, it almost makes me emotional just because it's it's been such a tough year for so many people. You know, so many people are hurting right now, um, not just because of only the recent stuff we've had in this past week. It's been such a turbulent week in our nation. But the past year, yeah, I was like, you know, like, and it's like we still have four months to go, and it's not, yeah, I, you know, I feel for the parents. I have a cousin of mine who's a parent right now who's working from home. She has twins, you know, and she's just so overwhelmed. She's like, you know, Chris, I can't do it all, you know, I can't do it all with, you know, my, my babies, and I've got to, you know, be a wife, and I've got, you know, be a good employee, and I've got to be there for my. Uh, you know, the employees, the my other employees that are under me that are not just who I'm reporting to, but everyone who relies on me, what I'm doing every day. It's just so much. And, I, you know, it's not just about what I'm dealing with, like Kristen Diaz is dealing with. It's like I feel for everyone who's around me and like what everyone is because I want to help. You know, I'm gonna, like, how can I help? How can I how can I do something to make your day better? You know, and it's like I feel like everyone is that type of person. I I. I am an optimist. I do believe that people want to be, see the best in other people. You know, I don't think that everybody is just negative and angry. And I don't think people are really like that all the time. But I think that we've gotten to a point where we're so stressed. We're not handling it. Um, We don't know how to. And it's just the whole nation's going to have a panic attack. (laughs) Yeah, I I saw someone uh, that I follow tweet the other day. He was like, man. Everyone's going to need therapy um, after this year. And he was like, in fact, the therapists are going to need therapy <laughs> because they're going to be overwhelmed with everything that they hear. And let me tell you, that's so fact, because my other cousin, he's a counselor. And he tells me, he's like, Kristen, like, I can't do it every day. He's a, he's a mental health counselor in Houston. And he is exhausted. He's like, you know, who's taking care of us? Who's taking care of us? Um. I strongly believe in prayer. I strongly believe in God. I respect people's, um, their, their want for, for peace and a greater, and a greater calling or a greater being or the universe or how, like, however you want to say it, I'm cool with that because at the end of the day, we believe that there's something stronger than us. We all believe there's something out there. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think at the end of the day, we all believe like, we just want to be happy. We just want to be peaceful, you know. And I always tell, like, my, my family and friends, because I've had discussions with my family recently that have been, what is going on? Like, why am I all of a sudden the enemy? You know, like, those types of conversations. And at the end of those conversations, they always end up with, I love yous. You're right. We don't need to be fighting. Like, this this back and forth is, like, social media. What All of this is meant to divide us. Like, why is all of a sudden everything, everybody's so divided, you know? Um. So it's, yeah, you know, being in news, I think kind of to backtrack to your original question, you know, being in news is tough, but at the end of the day, we're all people. We are all people. Just because I'm, 
you know, delivering the news every single day does not make me immune to anything, yeah. you know. Um, I'm also not the <laughs> know-all, be-all, yeah. you know, and I, and I don't try to be, you know. I also open up, like, I tell my family and friends, like, yo, my DMs are open, my phone call, my, you know, you call me anytime, you want to talk about something, if it's, you know, a story or something that happened in your community, cool. But, like, and I know you follow me on Twitter. I ask all the time, yo, send me good news. Send, yeah, like, send me something good. happy today. Yeah. And you know what? Just saying that, you'll, you'll be surprised how many DMs I'll get or, or emails I get about, hey, this happened, this happened. And that's how I get my stories. People still want good, good in this world. Yeah. They still want to hear good. But you know what? I can't do it by myself. A coworker can't do it by himself. We need people to share those things. And yeah. I, that's anybody who's listening, I ask you to try to be a ripple of positivity in your own community, in your own home, in your own family, in your own neighborhood. Be that ripple of positivity because you shouldn't expect other people to do it for you. Appreciate that. Like, I think we can, we can, we kind of, that, that was a, a good note to, to, to end on. But before we go, because this is the music impulse, I got to ask you just a, a couple quick questions. Okay. Um, music you currently listen to? Everything. It just depends on my mood. I'm a Gemini, so, you know. Oh, oh, oh yeah. You can, it can be like reggaeton during, you know, my morning get, get together, and then I'm driving to, to, to work, and it's, you know, nostalgia 90s and then you know i'm coming back home and you know it's something new that my boyfriend shared with me because he's really the 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 music head and yeah he's like listen to this i'm like okay <laughs> <laughs> so everything but i really do i really do listen to a lot of reggaeton to be quite honest okay, okay. i know like jay bowden and like bad bummy has been like my favorite Absolutely. i was like i don't know what they're saying but it sounds amazing <laughs> <laughs> i love that it's a, it's okay you know like i Honestly, music if it's free reign. Like I don't put any, I don't put anything on it. I have some of my best friends that are Middle Eastern. Mm-hmm. They don't speak Spanish, but they listen to more reggaeton than I do. <laughs> you know, because they're like, we just like the beat, we like to dance. I'm like, okay, hey, cool. You know, as like the whole beef right now with like Cardi B and Meg Stallion. Yeah. Like, who cares if you like it? Cool. You know yeah. what I mean? Like nobody's shoving it down your throat. If yeah. you want to enjoy it, enjoy it. I mean. News, there's no, to me, I don't feel like there's any restraint when it comes to music. Listen to what makes you happy. And to me, like I said, my mood changes all the time, so I listen to what, I, if it's a rainy, stormy night, like what we had the other day, I'm like listening to Nora Jones on the patio. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have to be, and I don't think anybody has to be just only listen to this because that's what somebody's telling you you got to listen yeah. to. No, listen to what makes you happy. Yeah, that's right. I, I love that. Okay. Um, one song that reminds you of your childhood. Oh my gosh, um, so many. When it, I I think of, I think of um, Celia Cruz. <laughs> um, La Negra tiene tumbao. I grew up with my grandmother um, living with us in my in my in my um, my parents' home. Yeah, this would this would be my mother my my father's mother. Um, who's from Cuba, um, she loved that song. Every time I hear that song, I think of dancing in our living room together. Um, I also think of driving in the car on a rainy day with my dad, listening to Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, I, I think of Shaka Khan. That's my mom coming out, <laughs> you know, the bedroom, boom, you know, dressed up and, and having a good time. So there's so many good songs that I have vivid memories of being with my family you know that's that's where I'm at. You know when I hear these songs, it's it's the nucleus. It's, it's mom, dad, my grandma. You know dancing in the kitchen. All right, cool. <laughs> well, appreciate you doing this for me again. Thank you. Um, if you want to give everybody your, your social medias and all that, and then we'll we can wrap it up. Absolutely. So if you try to look me up on Facebook, the easiest way is just at the official Kristen Diaz. That's Kristen K R I S T I N. Um, if you're checking me out on Instagram or on Twitter. It's Kristen Diaz TV. Again, that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-D-I-A-Z-T-V. All right. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, you, Josh. We're going to take a quick music break, and we're going to be right back with the next guest. I 
guess all you just out here getting paper. All you just real. None of y'all haters. All these on me. All of y'all mocks. All these out here popping bottles. All you killers. All of y'all about that. All you out riding with the top back. Huh. Oh, for real? Uh, y'all ain't got no chill. Uh, too many times catch them looking. My whole demeanor, the way I grind, took it. Uh, I outlined how to supply, and they just rookies. And I slapped a hand out my jaw. Ain't no cookies. Created mine, I ain't lucky. Yeah. This proof of my pudding hit 35. Stop, I'm posted up in buckets. Back when I was in the bucket, women's thighs weren't reluctant. Jerome better on them when you're aligned, boy, I'm trucking. A dictator, just a new law. State of the union, whether you tune in it or not, it go to you all. Who would ever thought I'd be the thought I'd be the so old lady trying to get me as they hundred years ago a English teacher called me I'm top of the charts, my cousin home now Travis, what up? Yeah, and I ain't gotta spit it over lyrical It's calculated, validated, salivated, surgeon in generic Yes, all you just out here getting paper All you just real, none of y'all haters All these on me, all of y'all mocks All these just out here popping bottles All you killers, all of y'all about that All you just out riding with the top back huh. Oh, for real? Y'all ain't got no chill. And I've been rolling for years, boy, where your whip at? Every year, a new ride, even let Nene whip that. If you ain't one of us at the table, I'll make him get back. I'm rocking show to show, it's recorded. Got go pro. If it's fake, I'ma let them know. No matter, won't drink the Kool-Aid. The real gon' last forever, no matter the old or new age. Whether it's good or bad, talk about me pressing plus. I've been the most consistent, I've been the one she lusts. I never rode with the top back. I never been reckless about this like. Clowns, it's a top ad. My chick ain't got no book and ain't a model. model. I ever knew how to do was indulge a red bull and go full throttle. I saw you start. Just out here getting paper. All you just real. None of y'all haters. All these on me. All of y'all mocks. All these out here popping bottles. All you killers. All of y'all about that. All you out riding with the top back. Huh. Oh, for real? Uh. Y'all ain't got no chill. It costs you nothing to keep it a hundred. Instead, they act like it's expensive or cheaper to stunt. Okay. It's like I know your whole approach and your angle you front. Or how you told us years ago that your album was coming. It's nothing to tell a sucker what's real and won't appeal to the mass. But they insist on appealing. I keep my grass cut low. And I'm expecting what I already know. These politicians of my city ain't positioned for commissions. Baby girl is a model only for Instagram. And likes just don't equal stability, so I'm not a fan. Talking about what's beneficial. I beneficial, catastrophic, I got options, I'm lodging this mess. Yes, all you just out here getting paper. All you just real, none of y'all haters. All these on me, all of y'all mocks. All these out here popping bottles. All you killers, all of y'all about that. All you out riding with the top back. Huh. Oh, for real? Uh, y'all ain't got no chill. All right, y'all, we back. It's another episode of The Music Impulse. On the first segment, we had Christian Diaz. On this next segment, we got my man Star Music in the building. And before we got to the segment, we just played his song, No Chill. So shout out to Star on that, on that joint, dope joint. You know, check it out on all streaming platforms and all that stuff. So how you doing, my man Star? I'm how well, you doing? I'm well, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you doing it. How's quarantine been going for you? You know, it's weird, man, because normally I'm so used to doing shows Doing a lot of shows, a lot of concerts. That's normally my bread and butter. Yeah, I was like, I see you, you said you perform like currency and then Taylor Game. A like lot, all man. A lot. I've done a lot of tours, a lot of a lot of openings, and so with that, not having concerts, that's my bread and butter again, and it yeah. just that's kind of cut me out. But as far as the, the the other everyday life, I mean, it's just you know just not normally going out and and then having to wear that mask every day. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only difference. Yeah, because uh, I know, especially for you being a, an artist and, like, yeah. yeah, touring is the big thing. I know myself, I've probably had, like, maybe five or six concerts I was planning to go to within, like, the last three months that, yeah. of course, all got canceled. <laughs> yeah, and I'm hearing, I mean, I'm speaking to a lot of my, my, my connections, man, and they're hearing that it's just so sometime next year. Yeah. Sometime next year is when the, when the concerts are going to come back around. Yeah, and I was just like, man, this is crazy. I know, uh, like, Meg Stein just had a one on title last night where she was on the stage, and I was just like, I was like yeah, that's cool, but I was like, what about the, the local stuff? So I was like, yeah. I, I want to get back to the local concert because that's, that's what I love to go and do and go yeah. to the, the local joints and see everybody performing and all that. So Yeah, the energy is different, man. I can appreciate that more than going to a concert like that. Yeah, so uh, I guess we'll start back. How'd you get started in rapping and everything? And uh so for, for me, man, getting started rapping was kind of one of the things that everybody else was doing as we were kids, as we were younger. Oh, yeah. The little you know freestyle I mean? sessions yeah, and all there, that. You know, I, I remember we, like, took, like, one of the little tape recorders from school, mm -hmm. and we was at home, like, playing instrumentals in the background and rapping on it. 
And it was just something, man, that I just felt like I got better and better at. And I stuck with when everyone else stopped. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> whenever I would go in to create something else new, just in my spare time, I just seen that I continued to grow. And then when, you know, you put that music out, just for whatever your reason is for putting it out, I, I was just getting good responses. And that made me want to continue and take it further. Uh, what were, like, some of your inspirations, like, when you first started rapping and everything? When I was growing up, man, I thought I was signed to Cash Money Records. <laughs> you know, I mean, just, just again. You was like, I'm the fifth hot boy. Yeah, man, <laughs> again, it's all about the energy, you know. Yeah. And that was, that was, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s. And yeah. then it probably transformed to more, like, Jay-Z and 50 Cent. You yeah. know, I kind of took more on those guys because they ran the early 2000s along with Eminem. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was just all influence, man. It's just the energy around them and their story was so compelling. Uh, speaking of 50 Cent, because I, I listened to the episode uh, <laughs> on, on Jay Will and those yeah. uh, podcasts. Shout arguing, out to them. <laughs> yeah, arguing 50 Cent and T.I. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, uh, man. shout out to them. Um, I, I know the big thing since, since I f- 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 uh, st- first started following you and seeing you and hearing you on different podcasts and everything is, I see the big thing is uh, with you is merch. I, I see you, you how, how, for you, like, what's the importance of getting out there and, like, Selling merch and everything Because I know That's like the, one of the big things I, I see a lot of people Support your merch And you're always coming up With something so You know that's For me that's just as big As any other element Of me being An artist or a brand I mean that's yeah. just as big Because think about Whenever you're not active When you don't have a, An album out Or a project You know you still need To be seen On some front Yeah And so having Music or you know, whether it be hats or whether it be um, T-shirts or even even masks. As, 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 yeah, because I saw, as, I saw as you just started doing the masks. You know, isn't it, I, and that was just something I stumbled into. I was like, well, I can get them cheap, so let me do a trial run. And before you know it, boom, I sold 40 in a day. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, it's just it's just something. It just It's just the proof is in the procedure uh, consistently doing it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, that's just, man, it's just as important. All right, yeah. So did you grow up up here in Dallas? I grew up in Ennis. Oh, okay. Ennis, what, 30, 40 minutes south of here? Okay, Yeah, born and raised, man. All right. Born and Uh, raised. So I I guess, like, once you guys started with with rapping, to go back a little bit, uh, I guess what was kind of like your first moment where you were like, okay, I've kind of made it. I'm, like, really out here kind of doing my thing out here. You know, I don't think I ever had a moment like that, but I think one time I was in Deep Ellum and um, I was at a meeting, and during that meeting – Somebody was walking downstairs, and they pointed me out. And they said, hey, your star, you, you were at the such-and-such such show. And I go, oh, yeah, I was. Yeah. You know, and that kind of had a moment. Well, funny enough, I was walking to the car that night. I seen someone else who pointed me out. <laughs> you know, and I kind of got in the car and sat for a second. I was like, this is working. You know, everything that I think that I'm doing right, you know, because yeah. sometimes we, you know, we, we double think, we, we overthink things. Yeah. But I found out that day that it was working. Yeah, I was like, cause I know uh, for me, like when I first first heard of you and it started, once I started seeing, I'm like, hold on, it's like three <laughs> or four other like just like for me being in the podcast room, yeah. I was like, it's like three or four other podcasts that I've also seen you. Yeah. You like, oh, he's been on this show. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's been on this show, or like even like cause us being like social media friends. I'm like, oh, they follow him. Oh, they follow. Him? Oh, I see his him him commenting on, on this show. I'm like, oh, okay, like he, he he's really out here it's, like doing it's, this. It's, thing. it's planning and executing. Yeah. And then it looks like you're everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you just kind of let the cars fall as they're going to. Yeah, because uh, I know, like, I see you on, uh, like, um, Mike um, com- comments and Mike stuff and like that. Um, yeah. yeah, I see you on their stuff. Um, I see you on, um, like, um, again, Jay Will, I see, see you on, on their stuff. Yeah. Uh, BMO, I see you, see you on their stuff. I'm, I'm yeah. like, oh, all these people that I know, like, just from podcasting, I'm like, oh, he interacts with all them and they know him and all Those that Those are stuff. all my people, man. They're all my people. And, you know, if... They're all star nation, yeah. you know. They're they're all a part of my my everything that I do. You know what I mean? They're all a part of it, and so I don't even really do much moving forward without them, mm-hmm. without their support and helping catapult me to the future. You know? Yeah, because like when I was getting prepared for this, I hit a bemo because I was like, I was like, yo, what can you tell me about star? Like, mm-hmm. let, let me know. Like, what do you think I should ask him? Anything you want me to ask him? He was like, he was like, hey, he was like, ask him about the Lakers. He was like, mm-hmm. he a big Lakers fan. He was, if you don't know that, he was like, uh, ask him. Because he gave me the merch question. He was like, ask him about his merch. He was like, if you don't know, merch is like his his, his bread and butter right there. Like, right. So I was like, okay. He was like, so yeah, I, I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I saw, also see recently you, you had a TMZ appearance. Uh, tell me about that. Yeah, man. That was the weirdest thing. Um, one day I get a message on Twitter and somebody says, hey, you want to be on TMZ? <laughs> sure. <laughs> sure. You think I'm going to turn that down? I know. And so I thought it was just a flake, you know. Next thing you know, they set me up. They scheduled me a time. They said, hey, this time we're going to Skype call you. 
Um, we're going to pick topics that day that we're going to discuss, and we're going to ask you about them, and, you know, you give us your opinion. Um, and I thought maybe it was they seen something I said from somewhere else. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we, we, we were on like a five, ten-minute Skype call, and uh, that was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock that morning. Well, you know, for my normal day job, I went home around 3 o'clock, and sure enough, it showed oh. right then and there. Oh wow! That's yeah, nice. I said, "Oh wow, this this really, <laughs> yeah, this really happened." Especially from a, a, a random like tweeter or whatever. Very you know, random, very random. They want to bring me back on. Oh, the see, that's dope. Keep yeah. doing it. I was yeah, like, because you, you never know. That's that's another outlet to, to keep promoting yourself. Exactly. Um, also, because I, I saw on there you, you spoke about Kobe, and again, I told you, uh, uh, BMO told me you're a Lakers fan. Yeah. Uh, can you kind of talk about like what was like the importance of Kobe to you, and then also I know like you're also a father to a little girl, so mm-hmm. I guess and and being a Lakers fan and all that. You know it's crazy, man, because Kobe, you know he's been my favorite player ever. You know he's the reason why I'm a Laker fan, even to this day, even when we were terrible. He's the reason I was a Laker fan. You know he pretty much set the standard in if you want something, you'll work for it. Mm-hmm. You know that was like the person that made it real for me. You know I didn't really have a lot of role models around me to show me. That if you want something, this is how you work for it. Yeah. And so he was the person. I followed everything that he did. And, you know, he also showed you that when you're done with your first love, your first passion, how to transition into something else that you love. Yeah. Even when, you know, even when it seems like your time may be done, you know, you can reinvent yourself. Yeah, because he, he went to the storytelling that. and all He that. showed me that, you know. And even to being a father, I mean, he had all girls. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just have one daughter. But, I mean, having all girls, he just showed that how he can be himself he can be himself to them, you know what I mean, and not be anybody different other than who he is, who he truly is, mm-hmm. and, and and raise them to be themselves. Yeah, because uh, um, I know um, just from him passing, because mm-hmm. I'm I'm more of a LeBron fan okay. myself. Uh, Akron, Ohio, no same hometown, so like okay. a big LeBron fan. Okay, so that's how. I, Growing up, I was I was only a Lakers fan only because of Shaq. Okay. So like when the whole Shaq Kobe B thing, I was just like, man, forget this dude Kobe. Like I'm totally riding with Shaq that. and, and I all t- that. I totally understand, and I'm glad that they got a chance to to put clarity to their situation. Yeah, me too. Before it was too late. You yeah, know, because I hated it. I was like, I'm like y'all two were like, the, I loved watching y'all. <laughs> like yeah. I'm like the Lakers are dominating everything. <laughs> There's times I still go back and watch that alley oop that Kobe threw to Shaq. Yeah. I still watch that. I still get the same excitement watching that yeah. because not to say that they are them, but translate to 2020, you see AD and LeBron doing that. Yeah. It's just, it's just exciting. So, uh, I know you probably watched the games. How, how you feeling going to the, the next round? Uh, I feel good about it. I feel good. I mean, we're going to win. It, it's, it is what it is. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to win. I love it. I love it. Cause we're going to win. That's uh, what I'm telling you. I'm like, Lakers got this. I was like, even if it wasn't quarantine or whatever, we got this. <laughs> yeah, it, it took them that first game against the Blazers to to wake up and realize, okay, this is how we play these type of teams. Mm-hmm. I think we'll be fine. I mean, Houston's going to give us a little more trouble. I think it's going to be Houston. Yeah. But we'll be fine. Yeah, that's what I was I'm like, oh, we, we, we got this. Especially because I feel like kind of like Kobe and Shaq. It's like, yeah. if you – Pretty much let AD dominate, and AD's like in that right mindset to I'm gonna dominate. Mm-hmm. We're good. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, it don't care. Like, cause what the the one game LeBron scored 13 points, and then he was like, yeah. okay, yeah, I scored 13 points, but we still won. <laughs> exactly. You know, and I think, like I said, I think this is how it's gonna go. I think it's gonna be obviously Houston, and then I think we play the Clippers, and I think the Clippers game, the series, that's gonna be more about the finals. That's yeah. gonna be more the finals. Um, he's gonna remind everybody that he's the best player, in my opinion, ever. Yeah, you know, um, and then you get to the finals. I predicted it's going to be them and the Celtics. Okay, and uh, the Celtics are just—they're just a little too young. They're just not ready. Yeah, even though they get there, they're just not ready. And LeBron again—that'll just be what we everybody thinks it's going to be. Yeah, I was like, I'm hoping the Celtics make just so it can be like kind of. I know it's not going to be because, like you said, they're way too young right now mm-hmm. to really do it. But I was like, oh, kind of bring the nostalgia back of the the old Lakers exactly. Celtics rivalry. So exactly, I was like, I'm, I'm really trying to see like Magic and Bird, like maybe like, hey, we we come to those guys. I don't care what the bubble is, we mm-hmm. we gonna win this game or something. Mm-hmm. So um, I was gonna say, how how do you feel about the 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 players boycotting the games and everything? How, how, what was, like your, you your know, thoughts first, and all that stuff? At first, I had mixed emotions about it, but but now I understand. At first, it was I was in my mindset of saying, "Hey, you know, like the NBA's kind of bent over backwards for you guys and supportive of you guys. So why would you kind of boycott them without notice? You know what I mean?" Mm-hmm. But now I get it again and again. Chris Paul said it. LeBron said it. We just needed time. We just needed time to think about this. They were angry, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I mean, now I get it. Now I get it, and I think they made the right move. And um, you know, time tells all. Tom tells everything that you want to know. 
Mm-hmm. And so uh, we'll see what initiatives are, are put in place. I mean, I think um, I think them changing all of the arenas to, to be voting places. Mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's great. Yeah, that's, I think I think that's, that's great. a big move because especially because a lot of people I just remember just hearing it just from being on the news is right. like how people are like, oh, I've been standing in line for like hours and hours trying right. to go vote, and some people just like I just give up. So and you'll see <laughs> and you'll see um, if you see any any resistance any resistance from government officials, city officials, and trying to stop that, then you'll see that they don't want you to really vote. Yeah. You'll see that. And mm-hmm. so time tells all. Yeah. Um, what about, like, uh, doing the corner, any new music you got working on? So what do you got in, in the works right now? So, yeah, man, you know, and again, um, I think it goes back to the current time. You know, I've had I've had time because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So I've had time to... to create new material mm-hmm. but on the same time I'm not ready to release it because I feel like it would be selfish of me due to the current cli- the, the, the current climate mm-hmm. that, that we're in you know it's like yeah I know we just seen another another shooting on TV and I know a thousand people just reported died this week but hey listen to my album yeah that's I, how, can't, I, I can't do that yeah that's how I from a lot of artists like um like even just friends that are working on me they're like just yo I got music and I'm working on or I, I got it done but yeah. it's like When's the right time to drop it? Yeah. Like, you know, you just, you just, for me, it's just, um, it's just sharpening, sharpening, you know, just making sure everything is good while it, when it is, while it is, while I'm, when it's done <coughs> and then just moving forward and then just moving forward and saying, okay, maybe this is the time and then just doing it. Yeah. Just doing it. Hopefully, you know. Yeah. Cause I know, uh, I seen Big Sean say something the other day about, how like he's like yeah like I know people been waiting for like Detroit too like mm-hmm. I know I pretty much promoted it at the beginning of the year but he was like it just really didn't feel like the right time he's like so but he's he's like I've used the time to make it better mm-hmm. change up some lines like really yeah. let just get in make sure like this is the perfect album like give me a chance to really sit with the music like okay this is like the perfect yeah because because even then as 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 artists on any level after you release or you 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 put out whatever it is that you've created. Sometimes you'll second guess it. So being able to have that extra time to say, "Yeah, I need to go ahead and change that," you know what I mean? That's mm. it's just it's been refreshing. Yeah, it's been refreshing. Okay, that's cool. Um, any uh, I know being an artist, I know some people have certain ways about listening to other artists. So mm. anything you listen to currently that you're you're like vibing to recently, with like <clears> last think, few months or whatever? Yeah, I mean anything that comes out new. I'm going to listen to it. Um, obviously, the last couple of days has been Nas. Mm-hmm. Um, I even took a listen to the new Lecrae album. Um, you know, obviously, the new Big Sean record with Nipsey. Nipsey was one of my favorites. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> for me to listen to them, you know, I always do that. But a lot, I don't really go on long drives like I'm used to because I've, I've moved closer, you know, to everything that I need. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think now I've been listening just to a lot of my demos. A lot of the stuff that I've created here recently, mm-hmm. I've just been going in, studying it, listening to it taking mental notes or making quick notes because I don't have a long drive. But anytime I do, I'll normally just put my entire catalog of everything on shuffle. Okay. And just whatever comes on, I listen to it. Oh uh, yeah, I know uh last couple of I've been I've been bumping the, the new locks uh okay. album. Okay. I, I really like the locks. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't got into it yet, but see Sheik Loose used to be my favorite one of the see, three. Sheik Loose was my, my favorite one too because I'm like, yeah, that's Jay Jada Kiss is cool. Yeah. Style, I was like, what? Sheik Luch is like my dude. I've literally heard yeah. every Sheik Luch product that's to come out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's my guy, my man, Donnie Gorilla. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. Um, what else? I'm going to listen to I'm, the Nas. I was listening to the Nas like two or three times. I'm um, still bumping the Wale project, the okay. Imperfect Storm. Um, that's really kind of. It was like, you know, I'll take like usually like one listen through to like anything that comes out every Friday. Like my thing is mm-hmm. on Thursday nights or Friday mornings. Like I'll I'll post on my social media just everything that that came out or any new singles and new right. albums. Just in case if someone don't know, they can check it out. Yeah, for sure. Um, let's see what else. Well, any goal? I was gonna ask you. So, any goals you, you got for the the rest of the year or twenty twenty one? I know besides like just getting back on stage and hopefully performing again. Yeah, I think that's it. Really, um, really just kind of to build on everything that I've done already, you know, because that's that foundation is is there, it's laid, and so it's really just to continue to to grow on that and 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 just level up on you know on, on all fronts, you know, whether it's you know in my personal career, whether it's you know just the money situation, whether it's um. You know, coming with new ideas and, yeah. and setting new goals in terms of uh, quantity amounts that I sell of my merch. Yeah. You know, just finding new innovative ways to 
take everything that I've already done further. Those are the goals, you know, and, and, and I make mental notes of those things and write them down to just continue to try to push every single day on those things. But sometimes uh, I do need that time for it to reveal itself to me. Yeah. Um, that's kind of pretty much it I wanted to talk talk to you about because I, I, I know we, we had to um, kind of short down time, whatever. Sure. But um, uh, first, uh, if you give everybody your, your social media and all that stuff to okay. follow you and all that. Sure. Uh, all social media, Star Music 214. All right. And then... Uh, I know I'd ask you for another song. Get a, what, what was your you like your your second song that you like for us to go out to on this episode? Oh, let's go with sound the same. I see. I because I, I was listening to that earlier. I was, I was like, yeah, I was like <laughs> everything sounds the same. So I like that joint. Um, so all right, this is another episode of the Music Impulse. This is my man Star Music. Yeah. This is his uh, joint, Sound the Same. Check it out. Follow him on all streaming platforms. Purchase the music on iTunes and whatever and all that. Um, and we out. It's another episode of the Music Impulse. It's your boy Smiles. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Music Impulse. Follow the page at Music Impulse on Twitter and Instagram. That's M U S I C M P U L S E. And don't forget to follow the Facebook page as well. And don't forget to follow the Uncle Urban Podcast main page at Uncle Urban Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow me at JW Smiles. As well as don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Spreaker. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Music Impulse. Your boy Smiles, and I'm out.